Hello and welcome to the 26th episode of Inside the Brain Of, where I will interview a movement specialist to get inside their brain and try to understand how they incorporate neurokinetic therapy into their approach to patient or client management. My name is Eric Nelson. I'm a board-certified sports chiropractor and NKT instructor. If you're listening and you're not an NKT provider, hopefully this podcast will give you some insight as to what NKT is and how you can utilize it to help your patients or clients. Make sure you uh, check out the Inside Your Brain Facebook page. Feel free to like it and share it with all of your friends that might be interested in NKT. Also note that these podcasts are also available on iTunes for free. Today I was, um, you know, checking out Facebook and I was, uh, I saw a post in a forum that, um, a physical therapy forum that I'm a, a member of, uh, uh, Rick Daigle's forum. It's a pretty good, uh, insightful thing. And, uh, the post was, uh, about, uh, how to prevent professional burnout. And it was basically a question and some people, uh, gave some great answers. Perry Nicholson was one of them. And the first thing that, that came to my head Uh, When I saw that was that to avoid professional burnout, I think you need to be passionate about what you do. Now, I've been out of school for 18 years now, and I have to admit a few years ago, I was uh, burnt out. Uh, I felt like I was just going through the motions. And then, um, you know, the seas parted and I miraculously found NKT and it really changed my life. Uh, In fact... Just I got me thinking about you know where I came from and 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 how I started and I remember when I started chiropractic school I was so fired up about chiropractic philosophy I was hanging on to every word they were teaching us and uh, I was pretty excited uh, although luckily that didn't last too long and uh, I got involved with the Motion Palpation Institute the Motion Palpation Club at school and uh, that got me really excited about looking at the body as a whole. And introduced me to the great work of uh, Serge Grakovetsky. Uh, he talked about the back force transmission system. So basically how energy was transferred from the lower extremity to the upper extremity. Um, it, was, it was really cool stuff. And it was unlike anything I had ever heard of. It wasn't like anything they had ever taught us at school. Uh, so it was pretty amazing. And, and then through the Motion Palpation Club, uh, and this was very early on, I was just in my second quarter uh, of school, uh, they turned me on to a, a great chiropractor, uh, David Seaman, whose seminar was uh, Neurology and Nutrition of the Adjustment. And it just totally changed my life and uh, basically introduced me to the pain, current pain neuroscience at the time. And this was, we're talking 1994, and he was talking about things like nociception doesn't equal pain, necessarily equal pain. And he just was so ahead of the curve. Um, it was pretty amazing. And from uh, uh, Dr. Seaman, I was also turned on to uh, Craig Liebenson, great chiropractic rehab specialist, who uh, was mostly responsible for bringing uh, Vladimir Yanda and Carol Levitt and the whole Prague group over. Um, in Craig early on it was you know you pick up the first edition of his book and he talked about the psycho so the biopsychosocial model uh, just blew me away i've never heard of these concepts before and it really got me excited to go into practice got into practice uh started my sports chiropractic training and found out about art and graston and kinesio taping and 
just got really fired up covering sporting events and eventually i i just uh i got burned out because i just felt like i was just doing the same thing on every patient although it was a little bit more cutting edge than anybody else in in southern new jersey was doing but still it really wasn't so fulfilling and then that's where i uh I found out about NKT miraculously. I've told that story before and uh, became an instructor and it really, really changed my life. Um, it's, it's, it's been an amazing ride so far. In fact, I just hired an, uh, an associate and we're training. She's absolutely wonderful. I love her to death and she's just a perfect fit for my practice. Uh, but it also NKT not only changed my, my life uh, for the better as far as my patients, it, it really opened up a huge rabbit hole and has exposed me so many other um, uh, techniques that I'm just excited to learn. I've taken a bunch of classes. I've got a couple that I'm, that I'll be taking, uh, next weekend. I'm going to Chicago for a class and, and then in March, I'm just, I'm just so excited to learn right now. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. I'm pretty fired up. Um, and with my patients currently, I'm pretty focused on getting my patients to move better, but I realize uh, to get them to move better, which is, you know, really been a huge part i use the sfma and the fms and all that stuff but i've i've realized and i've learned and i've observed that in order for them to to be able to move better they need to be able to breathe better and as uh carol levitt says or said i should say he recently um uh, passed away i think he was like 98 which was pretty amazing uh, as levitt says if breathing is not normalized no other movement pattern can be so if we're not looking at our patient's breathing patterns, we're missing a whole big part of the puzzle. And I have to say, that's not anything I learned in chiropractic school, that's for sure. And then once, once my patients can breathe properly, they need to learn how to stabilize. And that's a big thing. Can they maintain their intra-abdominal pressure? And I find that most people cannot, and it's pretty amazing. In fact, I had a patient today who um, has been doing Pilates and yoga and all kinds of stuff for forever, she told me. And how can her core be, you know, not working properly? And she had no awareness of maintaining her intra-abdominal pressure. And, you know, she asked me, you know, how, how can you say I don't have core stability, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, how, you know, you've been doing this for years. Why do you have severe back pain that's radiating down your leg? If you had stability, you probably wouldn't be having that problem. Not only that, she was having shoulder issues, ankle issues. I mean, she had like 25 different things there. So I asked her again, do you think your core is stable? And gave me a little bit of a blank stare, but I think I, I, I think I got through to her. Now, once they can breathe, once they can stabilize, then they can start to move better. Right, So there's a little bit of a precursor there. They need to breathe, stabilize, and then move. And most patients of mine that I'm seeing, especially the athletes and the weightlifters I work with, I, I see that they can't breathe well, they can't stabilize well, yet they're out there lifting very heavy weight over their heads. Uh, their form is breaking down, they're hitting plateaus, they're having chronic back issues, and when you watch them lift, it's just apparent they cannot stabilize, they cannot breathe, and they're definitely not moving. So currently, my thing that I'm really fired up about is getting all of my patients to breathe, stabilize, and move better. So when it comes to avoiding burnout, that's my, patient, my passion, is I want my patients to move, I want them to breathe, and I want them to stabilize. So I ask you, we know what my passion is, 
what is yours? And I challenge you to find your passion if you haven't yet. Although I have to say, if you're listening to this podcast, you must be passionate about learning um, NKT because um, it, it, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me right now. So on that note, um, I'd just like to say that I'm extremely excited to speak uh, with my guest tonight. Uh, she's a physical therapist, the doctor of physical therapy, who's been in practice for 32 years. She's board-certified orthopedic specialized, specialist by the uh, APTA, and she's a full-time professor in the physical therapy assistant program at Mount Wachusett. I don't even know if I said that right, but Mount Wachusett Community College. She's also uh, one of the Graston Technique's primary instructors, and she teaches nationally. And she's also their clinical advisor, which is basically their director of education. I had the pleasure of meeting her uh, in person last summer when she assisted me when I taught uh, level two class in New Jersey. I, I admit it was my first level two class I was teaching, so I was a little nervous, especially having someone of her experience with her, but it was an absolute honor to have her there. So uh, tonight, I'm excited to get inside the brain of Jackie Shaker. Hey, Jackie, how's it going? Hey, Eric, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Uh, how was your day today? My day was terrific. Thursdays, I spend a 12-hour day in the clinic, so I get to do the things that I'm passionate about all day long, and uh, I've been doing some new things in my practice, which hopefully we'll talk about tonight, so I had a good day. Oh, that that's awesome. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I've, I've seen some of your Facebook posts uh, of recent and I'm really excited to, to hear your thoughts and where you're at in practicing because, geez, you got a lot of experience and you, you've seen a lot. And um, I'm, I'm really excited to speak to you. So let's go back to the beginning. Sure. <laughs> um, okay. You know, how did you get into physical therapy? Um, well, it's interesting. I, I uh, played sports, uh, team sports pretty extensively and went to college even though I was a pretty good student, I actually went to college to play basketball, and you've seen how tall I am, but back then, <laughs> basketball players were a lot shorter, um, and so I loved going to school, but I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I was fortunate, you know, I, I listened to your opening remarks and uh, about passion and whatnot, and, uh, you know, one of the things that I think hopefully happens to all of us, we find mentors and, and people that kind of take us under their wing and and while I was in undergraduate school one of my instructors um I guess she saw something and and said you know what you you're not really majoring in anything but basketball you you need to go and spend some time in a physical therapy department and to be honest with you I didn't even know what physical therapy was um so I did that and fell in love immediately and then you know, after I graduated undergrad, I, I went to BU and, and got my master's in PT and have been a physical therapist since uh, 1983. I guess the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, as I mentioned earlier when I was introducing you, I said that uh, you're a, a doctor of physical therapy. Um, so when did you go back to school for that? And um, can you also tell me a little bit, because I don't know much about that sure. whole program and where yeah. it came from. Yeah, well... I guess just to give you a little background about physical therapy, when I went to PT school, 
there were different levels of programs. You could go to a certificate program, believe it or not. Um, I just happened to go to a master's program because it was at B, uh, Boston University, and that's where I wanted to go. Um, and a few years after I went to PT school, the American Physical Therapy uh, Association decided that a master's degree would be their entry-level degree. So in other words, they got rid of all the other programs, and in order to be a PT, you had to go and get your master's. And that kind of went on for a number of years. And then, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, the APTA, which is our governing body, I'm sure you have the same thing in chiropractic, they decided that the entry-level degree should be a doctorate. Uh, so, you know, a few years ago, anybody that wanted to go into PT, there were no more bachelor's or master's programs. So those of us that didn't have our doctoral degrees were just kind of hanging around saying, hmm, what should we do? And even though we were grandfathered in, you started to see these transitional programs for people like myself. And, you know, quite honestly, uh, I I graduated in 2010, so it took me a long time to go back to school, um, but I felt like I needed to because now people are going to really probably either start sleeping or laughing. Um, when I went to PT school, there were no computers. Computers came about about five or seven years after I graduated, and the reason why I'm saying that is is the field changed significantly. And so I really felt like I needed to update my skills and things like diagnostic imaging and actually, more importantly, in evidence-based practice. And so I really got a lot out of I went back to Mass General. Like I said, I, I, it took me a while uh, because I was doing it part-time, but I graduated in 2010. And then I was able to sit for my board certification because I felt like all that information was fresh in my mind. So, you know, nowadays for physical therapists, you see people like myself that graduated, you know, a while ago. We either have our master's. There's a few people with their bachelor's degrees, but mostly master's. And then all the newbies coming out have their DPT. It takes you about six, six to seven years, uh, you know, from undergraduate and and that's kind of where the, the profession is. There's a lot of controversy. Some people think it's not necessary. I uh, One of my passions is education and learning. And whenever I start to feel myself feeling a little burnt out, I go to a course. Um, and so that was one of the things that really rejuvenated me because I felt like I brought my I brought my practice up to the, you know, day and age that I'm practicing in. Excellent. And so what were some of the earlier postgraduate stuff that you got involved with? Uh, you mean continuing education? Yes. Yeah, boy. Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a continuing education junkie. <laughs> My friends will say, you're going to another course this weekend? <laughs> what could you possibly – my mother says the same thing. She's like – she's uh, my mother just turned 89 and – I, I just went to three courses right in a row, and she's like, whoa, what could you possibly be studying? My mom, who never <laughs> went to college, but uh, at any rate, um, early in my career, I actually 
uh, well, I guess I'm dating myself. There wasn't a lot of continuing education when I graduated from college uh, in PT. And then things started popping up, uh, you know, back in my early career, things like muscle energy. I don't know if people know of Sharon Weisselfish. She was a manual therapist and, uh, you know, muscle energy. And then for about 10 years, I got heavy duty into orthotics and foot biomechanics and, you know, would take foot and ankle courses constantly. Um, and it's really funny because I used to probably fabricate maybe 15 pairs of orthotics a month, which is pretty, that's a lot for a part-time PT. Now I don't even think I did two last year because my, <laughs> my thought process, um, my knowledge basis has changed significantly. Um, from biomechanics, I've always considered myself to be a, you know, a manual therapist and, and very much into the hands-on uh, way of treating patients. So I actually went back to massage school. Hmm. Figured I didn't learn too much massage in PT school. I liked it. I thought I'd go back to the people that really know how to do it to teach me. And so I went to one of the better-known massage schools in Massachusetts. That was about hmm, 15 years ago, so halfway through my career. And uh, it's really funny. I'm a, I'm a small person. I'm, I'm short, and I'm, I'm not really big. And uh, I went to massage school and really developed some pretty significant hand and wrist issues from trying to do so much manual massage. And that's what brought me to the Graston technique because I, I got to a point where I was treating a lot of patients and doing a lot of manual therapy and I was starting to develop some issues of my own. And so I was looking for something and uh, started to use the Graston technique in 2000 and uh, have really taken that a long way too. So, um, and you know, recently have gotten into more of a, um, I'd say the last five to six years. Um, it's funny, when I went to BU, Boston University, one of the things that attracted me to their PT program is they were very PNF based. And so I got a great education in, in proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation and I one of my regrets is that I kind of let it go a little bit, and now I'm getting back into that and hmm. treating every patient as if they're a neurological patient, and that has been great for me in terms of my success with orthopedic patients and uh, one of the reasons that attracted me to NKT. Yeah, how'd you get, how'd you get to the NKT route? Where did that come from? When did that enter into your consciousness? Well... I, I, I didn't know what NKT was, and then I started to. Uh, I got into the Facebook thing <laughs> a few years ago, and um, I don't quite know how I met Dr. Perry, but I think he's one of the people that introduced a lot of us to NKT and. You know, he would talk about it and other people would talk about it and I had no idea what it was. And I, as a physical therapist, I had never heard of it. And um, 
I don't know, I started to do some research and then I, you know, got onto the NKT public page and, you know, you read things and you're like, wow, I, I want to learn more about this. And so um, last year I, I went, I actually went to Portland, Oregon to take <laughs> NKT1. It's a funny story with, I took it with David and I just was on the West Coast teaching for the Graston Company. And uh, ended up taking NKT-1 last February, and Portland had the worst ice storm ever, and we almost got stuck in Portland for about a week. That's right. I remember that, actually. Yeah. I remember that well. Yeah. yeah it's funny. So, um, you know, as a physical therapist, we do a lot of muscle testing. In fact, I teach manual. You mentioned that I'm a college professor, and that's one of the things I teach, but it's very different. Manual muscle testing is very, very different than NKT, but, you know, at least I'm accustomed to putting my hands on and giving resistance. Um, and so level one resonated with me. I, I thought, wow, this is, a, this, is a, this is a really good way to identify whether or not people are, are, are you know, demonstrating proper movement sequencing. Um, it's funny. As as I get older, I, I sometimes find myself saying things like, I don't really know what strength is. I, I don't, I mean, I know the definition that I teach my students, but I hope none of them are listening because I really don't <laughs> believe it. Um, and, and so NKT, because of the way you're looking at, okay, can the person simply find the muscle? That resonated with me, and and so it's you know NKT one filled in a few gaps that I had been seeing in my clinical practice, and of course as soon as I took NKT one, I wanted to take two, <laughs> and so I did. Uh, I've had some great exposure. I took the level two in New York City about a month and a half later um, with uh, Dr. Dooley and, and Perry. And that was great, and it was really overwhelming, um, you know, because as a physical therapist, you know, we talk about the diaphragm and the TMJ and the pelvic floor, kind of, um, and, and NKT has just helped me look at it in a very different way. Um, and so I took it, and then um, I'm sure other people, I've listened to a number of your, your podcasts, but I'm going to say something that other people have said. I have never taken a continuing education course and then had the support after you take the course that we get yeah, from busy. yeah from the, the, the Facebook pages, the, the videos. I mean, I watch those videos all the time. And every time I watch the different videos, I, I, I say, wow, I, I watched that three times and I didn't see that the other three times. So, exactly. yeah, it's, 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 it's been a great experience. But I also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a, a little tap in that uh, I took level two and was using it quite a bit. But things really came together for me after I worked with you last August. And so um, I, I'm sure I thanked you when I was there, but I'm, I'm very grateful to have had the opportunity to, to work with you and, and see you in action. And, and your teaching style 
just the way you put, you know, Dr. Perry and Kathy are great, but uh, just the way you put the information together really resonated with me. So that was terrific. And of course, after I felt like I had my level two concepts down, I <laughs> felt like, well, I, I definitely need to go to level three. And so uh, the end of January, this past January, I just went out to San Francisco. West Coast seems to be what br you know brings me to NKT, and and took level three, and that was. Uh, I, I'm trying to put that all. I'm studying that a lot. That that that's a little bit. Uh, that's, that course is is very, very very, you know thought-provoking but uh, I'm trying to put it all together so yeah it's talking about rabbit holes they're definitely a, a big one with that level three stuff for oh sure. yeah without well, a doubt without a doubt and some some of it is just brilliant stuff too the eye stuff oh uh, yeah hyoid stuff it scars yeah oh my god it's amazing it, you know again and I'm sure in school you probably weren't exposed to it but the fact that a scar can create so much dysfunction yeah. that never even caught came into my consciousness until a couple of years ago well, I, 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 I thought crazy. I thought that you know I've always been a big a big proponent of manual scar work I teach my patients as soon as their incisions close mm. but it's different it's it's not just yes. rubbing a scar exactly so exactly. yep yeah, it's a whole, whole different ball game for sure. It's really exciting. Yes, so I've, I've really actually neat. been able to um, implement the scar work from level three. I'm I'm still really trying to put the eye, even though I've identified a number mm -hmm. of people mm -hmm. that need it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I've been working on a few of my friends and colleagues, but uh, <laughs> we're supposed to have a study group this weekend, and if anybody's oh, been nice. following snow, oh, I think we're going to get snowed out. We're, we're up okay. to our seventh foot, and now we're going to have another oh. foot, so uh, I, think, I think we're going to get snowed out, but uh, I'm also fortunate to have Jamie Francis, at least for the time being, <laughs> 45 minutes away, yeah. and so I've I've tapped into her expertise. She's she's pretty awesome. Yeah, she's grown tremendously over the past year with with her uh, NKT and yep. PDTR knowledge. It's, it's sure. she's brilliant, yep. absolutely brilliant. For sure. Yeah, you know, just talking about the scar stuff, it just reminded me of a patient I had um, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I treated an 86-year-old uh, woman, and uh, she came in and uh, had like a brain fog, and she was all freaked out because here she is. She's 86. All of a sudden, you know, geez, do I have Alzheimer's? What's going on? I, I don't feel right. And um, I was able to track it down to a scar in her foot that she had on uh, bunion surgery 15 years prior she didn't even think twice about it i tracked it down to there released it and she got up off the table and felt like a million dollars wow it, it was pr pretty powerful stuff that is so awesome. yeah that scar work is, is pretty amazing sure awesome so um so graston uh you so you started it in 2000 yeah when did when did you start teaching for them well, I probably practiced, just brought it into my clinical practice, maybe started teaching 2005, I think I started, uh, you know, they have a program, it's not like NKT, but they have lab assists, and so, mm, you know, if mm -hmm, you're fortunate mm -hmm. enough, they bring you in, and you get to 
you know, help out the, the lead instructors. And I, I did that for a couple of years and, you know, again, mainly just did it in New England and, but met some really neat people like Greg Dore. I think you probably know yeah, him yeah. and good friends. Yep, yep, Tom yep. Hyde. And, you know, one of the things I've always loved about the Graston technique is it's interdisciplinary. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get to, I get to meet people from lots of different fields and, and it, it just blows me away sometimes, you know, how much I've, I've gained, you know, just from the different people that I, that I end up working with that I never would if I just stayed in my little PT world. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. And, yeah. And, and I, and I agree when I took, um, Graston as well and met some physical therapists and, it was, it was pretty amazing. And, and with NKT, it's just amazing how many different professionals use it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just been unbelievable. I mean, as far as networking and connecting with people, sure. it's just, it's, it's such a cool thing that you're right. Professional boundaries just don't exist. Right. And it's, I, I love that world. Yep. It's so, it's so nice. I hate the, the bullshit of all the politics yep. that's, that exists. But it's just so nice, nice to talk to like-minded people. Yep. And and I think I, I probably mentioned it in a really early podcast too. But you know, one thing uh, that Craig Levinson uh, always mentioned is that you know we're manual therapists. Mm-hmm. You know, we do manual medicine, and it doesn't matter what profession you are. That's what we practice. Sure. And that that's always resonated with me. So, uh, yeah, I enjoy that aspect of of what we're doing tremendously. Yeah. So. Cool. So you started teaching for them, yep. and um, and um, when you said like 2005 assisting, and then br- and then gradually moved on up through the ranks there. And, yeah. Um, so you're responsible for their um, the curriculum and stuff. Yeah. So basically, I assisted for a couple of years and learned a lot, and then I was fortunate enough to um, be asked to to lead a course, and that you know me to the designation of lead instructor and um, the owner of the company the company has changed hands mm. uh, within the past two years but the the original owner um, he and I were tight we were pretty good friends and uh, I'm not sure do you know Richard Vincent he was <laughs> yeah I'm sure yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's like George Washington right I mean he's he's, he's handling my uh, contract okay. right now all right well <laughs> Dick Vincent was one of the people that was responsible for bringing me into the company and giving me a chance to be an instructor. And he was the clinical advisor Mm. and he stepped down and the owner of the company out of the blue asked me if I was be be interested in talk about (laughs) you probably getting an idea. I, I, I have a, a knack for talking, but I, I was speechless for about, I didn't know what to say for about a day and a half. And, um, you know, I, I knew I could never even think to replace him. And so basically we kind of re reworked the position and I felt more comfortable with that. And so basically as a clinical advisor, I, I helped train new instructors and then I developed the curriculum. So we, you know, we have our two different levels of training, and one of the things that we've done over the past two years, I hope we get to talk about it a little bit, is um, we started offering continuing education courses through the MedBridge uh, online mm. educational platform. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know much about that. Tell, tell us about that. 
Well, um, it's an online ed course. Originally, they had a, a track for chiropractors, and I, I, I don't. Mm. I don't know if they're still doing that, but um, it's it's basically online format, and it just gives us an opportunity to present ideas that are beyond what we teach in our two courses. So, for instance, um, we developed two courses. I developed my first course uh, two summers ago, and it was just it, it was at the time I wasn't NKT trained, but um, basically, what I wanted to show people is how I treated a patient. And so I took a patient. It was heavy-duty SFMA because that's the system I use to evaluate patients. And then I I brought them through the – I saw the patient for eight sessions. And so the course – I mean, it was a four-hour course. It was obviously we give some background information. I went through the SFMA, but – I just I went into the Graston technique, how I integrated that. I used the SFMA system to tease out the mobility issues. I used the GT to address the mobility issues, and then I went into how I integrated the different corrective exercises, again, using the 4x4 matrix of the SFMA system. So that was my first course, and then uh, I didn't develop this, but... um, Two of our other instructors, actually one of them is a chiropractor, Nate Hinkledice from Iowa. Have you hmm. heard of Nate? No, I don't, I don't know who he is. Yeah, you will. He's, a, he's an up and coming. He and a physical therapist, one of my counterparts at the company, Mike Plosky, they just, uh, this course is going to become available. It's on tendinopathy. So hmm. just evidence, reviewing all the evidence for what works, what doesn't work, and then Basically, we've developed a little bit of a protocol within the grass and technique family in terms of how we address in covered Achilles and, and patellar. Hmm. And uh, I think I mentioned this to you. I'm right now um, developing our third course. I'm going to go out to the companies located in Seattle um, to tape. I'm, I'm developing a, a course about the sensitive nervous system. And so what you said in your opening remarks resonated with me because I uh, have really, over the past maybe year or two, heavily diving into the pain science education and just really found some great clinicians. Um, you know, David Butler and Lorimer or Mosley, they're they're very well known, and then there's another person, Adrian Lowe. Uh, mm-hmm. I I just think I actually just met him. We um uh-uh. we had our nice. our combined sections meeting last week in Indianapolis. That's our national convention for PT, and he has been teaching for the Medbridge company, and I actually. I believe in karma. I I, <laughs> I got there the first day. I walked into the exhibit hall. There's a huge, huge exhibit hall. I'm talking like thousands of vendors. Wow. And uh, I am not kidding you. I walked in. The, it hadn't opened yet because I was going to be doing some work at the Graston booth. And the very first person that I literally bumped into <laughs> and started talking to was him. Oh, wow. And it was just coincidental. <laughs> he didn't know me, but I knew right, him right. from his pictures and whatnot. <laughs> and he is just the most gracious and humble. I mean, I was like drooling, and, and, and <laughs> he was just awesome. And uh, if oh, anybody, nice. for any of your listeners, are, if you're interested in pain neuroscience, and if you're not, you should be, um, 
his work, Adrian Lowe, he does a great. I don't know if you've been exposed to any of his work. Um, I I have seen his books and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah pretty he, amazing stuff. Yeah, he started to teach nationally, and uh, he just organized his own company. And uh, I know we'll probably get to what am I going to take next and. Definitely, I'm going to work hard to get to see him in person within the next year or so. Excellent. Yeah, well, I I have to say I'm definitely interested to see how you utilize Graston mm -hmm. in that model. And I know that there was, you know, in the on the forum the other day, you know, mm -hmm. some people were saying some negative things sure. about Graston, and you had a beautiful statement about what Graston is becoming. Sure. And um, why don't you just share a little sure. bit about Love to. how you see that? Yeah. So, you know, the, the instrument assist has been around for a long time. You know, Graston technique is probably one of the better known systems. But when we first started doing it, this was way before I even had instruments in my hands, the early research looked at using pressure, light, medium, and heavy, and they actually measured fibroblastic response. And it was animal research, but we kind of extrapolated that to humans. And so, you know, the early thinking was you wanted to increase fibroblastic activity. You wanted to lay down as much new collagen and then do your appropriate exercise to help remodel the tissue. I have to say the first Graston course that I ever went to I was like appalled. We were all black and blue. And I thought I thought to myself, I can't do that. I, I can't in the PT world, back then I was still working heavy under the influence of general you know, general family physicians and, and traditional medicine. And so I I did what I was taught, but I, I never can say I was ever really heavy-handed. And then several years later, as more and more research evolved, we learned that you don't need, you know, a heavy fibroblastic response in order to make people better. And so then when I took over as the clinical advisor, that was my first goal is to change the curriculum so that we made that a major teaching point in our courses is that pain and bruising shouldn't not it should not be a a standard response i mean i use gt all the time and i can't tell you the last time i bruised somebody um and you know again i think what's what is coming you know what's becoming evident is that Everything we do as manual therapists is we're influencing the nervous system. And, you know, I've, I've heard Dr. Perry say this. I've heard, you know, Craig Liebenson say it. You alter the sensory input in a positive way, you're going to get motor output, you know, what you want. If, you know, pain alters motor control, and I personally have never been very heavy-handed in my treatments, but now I feel that the evidence is supporting the fact that it's just never felt right for me to induce a lot of pain while I'm treating somebody. So... 
Yeah, that, that that makes a lot of sense, and and that's definitely one thing that you hear about with grass. Then, oh, you're gonna bruise, or oh, this. And when I saw your post the other day, I just thought that was absolutely beautiful, and it's great that you that you're addressing it, and that you can use the instruments in a way that's very light and gentle, and still get those results. Mm-hmm. And and that's when um you know, and I utilize them as well too, and 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 I see the same thing. Mm-hmm. No need to go crazy with it. And I and again like you it resonated with me from day one i didn't want to get in there and bruise people no. although although interestingly enough some people come in they're like harder yeah. more i'm like oh no please yeah but it is the whole uh current pain science mm-hmm. stuff is, is is pretty amazing so to hear that you guys are embracing that I, I just think that's that's wonderful because you know it's definitely a new way and becoming more popular thinking but you know we can't ignore what is out there as far as evidence-based stuff. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's like you said, that's what the evidence is showing. You don't need to beat the crap out of someone to get the results. No. So it's pretty neat. So, um, so you utilize, uh, NKT obviously. And from, with your findings, you go after it, um, using your, your instruments. Sure. Yep. That's one of the ways I will, you know, I mean, I still do a fair amount of manual work, but I try to use the instruments whenever I can to save my hands, but also, you know, patients find that it's more comfortable in a, uh, in a lot of instances. So excellent. So you're gonna you're be you're gonna be teaching a course on MedBridge now. Do you have to? How does that work? Do you have to be a physical therapist to no, join that? No, no. You just uh, it's you have to pay for the courses. They do okay. offer subscriptions. Um, you know, can you just buy an individual yes. class? Yep. Oh, you can. Okay, yep. great. Absolutely. That's yeah. without a doubt. That's something I'm interested because in, you know it, uh, that on your post you said you're like if you haven't if you haven't taken a course from us within three years and you're not doing grass then and I was like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it's worries, been a while. Derek. I'll hook you up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so interested in staying up to date with it because you know with you guys you, you have the you at least when I did it, you know, 2008, um, you did the two classes and that, that was pretty much sure. it. I mean, I, you know, every year I, I, I maintain my membership, but, um, do you have other courses now that you offer? Actually, like live courses? um, we are in the process and it'll probably be something that happens this year. We're developing a refresher course for people just like you. Mm. Um, it's, it's going to be offered through the company. Um, it will be online, but it, there is going to be video demonstration. And basically, um, I can almost guarantee if you went through the first, you know, the two levels of training, mm-hmm. uh, I completely revised the second module, uh, three years ago and I'm in the process of revising it again to incorporate some of this pain neuroscience and manual therapy. Um, and so we we're putting together a course to bring our community up to date. Um, you know, and, and so that will be offered through our company and, and as a, as a member of the community, we'll, we'll notify you and it'll be something that you, you probably might want to just, you know, we, we, we now have 13 strokes that we've developed with the okay. instruments wow. and, and you know, when that wasn't, not, that was not the way it was even maybe, you know, eight or nine years ago. I mean, it was a very basic approach using the instruments kind of in a back and forth fashion. And, you know, basically we've kind of tried to make it as, as similar to what you would do with your hands as possible 
yet use the instrument so that you can use your hands for the things you absolutely need to. So yeah, excellent. Yeah, well, I am sign me up for that. I'm oh. definitely interested in, uh, in 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 that. You know, um, continuing education is great, especially if you can do it. Uh, you know, on your computer. Sure, you can't beat that. Absolutely, excellent. Awesome. So you just, you know, let's briefly talk about, because I'm going to be taking this course too, um, original strength. You just took, you just took that. I did. I did. This is my year of education. I, <laughs> I uh, started the year. We actually hosted Sue Felsone for the dry needling, which that nice. was pretty fun. And then nice. a week later, I jumped on a plane and went out to level three. <laughs> You're on fire. I know. And I don't do this normally, really. This was all very coincidental, but sometimes these courses are only offered like once or twice a year, so you have to jump at it. Truth. And so last week I was at our convention in Indianapolis. I flew home (laughs) Friday night, actually got home Saturday morning, and jumped in my car and went down to Perform Better's headquarters in Rhode Island and uh, went through the original strength foundations course, and uh, I can't even tell you how much I enjoyed that course. Nice. That was, it was, again, I mean, I know I keep saying this, but it it answered so many issues that I was having in my own practice. And, and you know, again, it's almost as if we talked before you started taping this, and I'm going to tell everybody, you and I have not talked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, true. it went a while, like actually no, since no, August, no. but um, right, right. you were talking about breath, and, you know, there's a lot of different people saying how important it is, and original strength, I hope I'm not doing them any disrespect, because I did just take the course, and I haven't quite sat down and put it together, although I've had a few miracles these past couple days. Um, But original strength is all about finding your resets Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. using them to either feel better or using them, for the most part, to move better. Hmm. And so they have different levels of reset, and what do you think their first reset is? It's obviously breathing. Yep, makes sense. And so... You know, uh, again, one of the things that they do is they give you progressions and regressions for Mm. their activities because we all know that nothing works with everybody and everybody's a little bit different. And I got to tell you personally, it's a very hands-on course. So it was great because I was totally exhausted because I'd only slept for two and a half hours. <laughs> and had I been, if I had to sit in a lecture for eight hours, I probably no. would have been laying under the table. Um, so you're doing all day. You, you actually do the program yourself. So you find your own resets. You find the, the things that are too hard that kind of break you. And then you find the things that improve your your movement and they they do again something that resonates with me and I got this through my SFMA training is test treat retest hmm, but you nice. use you use the resets to to see where you are in in each of the you know your little different uh, test maneuvers so for instance for me I always have a problem with toe touch 
and mm-hmm. and going into a deep squat and so and neck range of motion. So those were my three tests for the weekend. And everything I did as I went through the different resets, I kept going back to see if it got better or worse. If it got better, obviously that was a, a viable reset for me. And it was just really neat to see me squat through full range of motion. And then I would do something that was a little bit beyond my level and I'd lose 50% of my range. Mm. And then I'd go back and do something else and it would come back. Um, and that was kind of the whole concept of the, of, of the whole weekend. But, you know, breath is their first reset. And then their highest level resets are things like marching and sprinting. You know, so you, you really mm-hmm. can use the system with everybody. You can use mm-hmm. it with high-level athletes. My population for patients is at least 50% elders. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to use some of the, you know, you know the, the earlier resets, the regressions, with a lot of my patients this week. And, and you know what's priceless is when you, and now I use NKT and SFMA to find out where the areas are, and then I use the OS system to, to, for homework. That, that's what I use for the homework. And, and they have some really neat ways to activate the glutes. So obviously in NKT, we find a lot of glutes inhibited by something. And, yep, and yep, yep. so, you know, that's always the challenge for me to find the right corrective exercise, even once I restore the pattern with NKT. And, you know, the first thing out of the instructor's mouth, which made me wake up, is 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 that, we want movement to be authentic and we want things to turn on without telling them to turn on. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big one where a patient will come in and they'll say, all right, I want my left glute to fire and I'm going (laughs) to brace my abs and is my Mm -hmm, hips mm -hmm. in the right position with original strength. They just want that all to happen Mm -hmm. just by, you know, going through some type of a progression or regression. So, I'm very excited about the class. It's very, very good. And I would, you know, for any of your folks out there listening yourself, it it doesn't replace anything. It just makes it all kind of come together nicely. They, Excellent. yeah, it's it's just, it's it's a really nice system. It's a fun class to take yourself. So. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. And, uh, Mar- Mar- what am I doing? It March 1st. I'm very excited awesome. about that. Awesome. Very, very nice. I very can't wait. To, I can't wait to yeah. talk to you about it <laughs> after you take it because it, it, I, I'm telling you, I used it this week and I had, I had a couple of major miracles. So it was, nice. yeah, it was, awesome. it was really, I, uh, I was working with a patient today. He is like great. NKT has really helped me figure out. He's seen a whole bunch of different therapists and whatnot. But one of the issues is getting him to authentically activate his glutes. And I had him doing something in pivot prone, which I never, ever would have picked that posture. And it was a, mm. it was a vestibular system reset. And his mm. glutes were coming on. And, again, it's just so fun to look at their faces when they're doing things that they've never done before. So yeah, it was that's cool. Pretty, yeah, it sounds amazing. It, it definitely is. sounds yeah. sounds pretty cool. Awesome. Well, um, let's see. We haven't really talked 
too much about NKT, but you did. So you did level one pretty quick, right into level two, and then it was a little bit of time to digest. Yep. Um, you know, obviously with your experience with muscle testing, I mean, I had really none. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some maybe some struggles that you you dealt with that you think you know that maybe might you know that you figured out that might help some new students uh, learn? Um, well, one of the things that I learned the hard way, obviously, and, <laughs> and that I hear other people talking about is uh, the lightness of the muscle testing mm. is really key. Yes. I, and again, maybe because PT, manual muscle testing, you go for that maximum resistance to give a grade of five. So maybe that was ingrained in my head. That was a different yeah. way of muscle testing. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've heard you and I've heard Thomas and I've actually everybody. They've all said it. It's just I must have a hard head. Um, and, and but really very, very light because that's how you see, especially with some of your athletes that are really strong. And the minute you say res- I don't even use that word resistance. Yeah, because yeah. people think you're going to get they into an fight. arm. I, I now say, yeah. let's see if you can find certain muscles. Oh, I like that. Put you in I like that a lot. Position, yeah. give you a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, yeah. let's see if you can like turn that. it on. And that that so that's mm. one thing is is just um, you know the other thing is level two is great, level three is great, but um, level one's great too. Yeah. I, uh, excuse me one second. <coughs> I, I use level one stuff all the time. It, yep, you know, yep. just basic relationships, agonist, antagonist. Start simple and then get more complex. So I, I would definitely give that advice. And, you know, exactly. I, I heard that. People would say it and I'd be like, well, <laughs> I, I, want the, I, want, I want the good stuff. Give me the good stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> well, that's that. You know, it's funny because when I started teaching level one, I basically dedicated a full year to just dive into it, and it really helped my practice tremendously. Sure, and uh, it, it's priceless just practicing that, understanding it, getting the feel down, and you'll help a lot of people. And that's you know one of the big things I try to tell my students too is you're not going to solve everybody's problem on Monday. Mm-hmm. You're not even close. You're gonna, you will help a lot of people, but you're learning a brand new technique here. And um, it was always funny when I was after I took level one. I was I was calling and emailing David. This is before we had the Facebook page. I was emailing him all the time, and he's like, "Eric, patience. Mm-hmm. How long? How long have you been doing this? Right. Three three months. Right. <laughs> I've been doing it for thirty years. Sure. Well, <laughs> if if I could tell one get one patient uh, that basically. Really, I, 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 I went to NKT1 because I, I had wanted to. I'd heard so much about it, and I went. And I came back to the clinic, and I was using it, you know, probably a little bit, just kind of dabbling. And I had a patient come in uh, probably about a month after I took my – I hadn't taken level two yet, so I just had level one. And and honestly, if it wasn't for him, I don't know. I don't know if I would have gone through the system as quickly. Um, he came in. He was a triathlete, an age grouper. So a very. I don't know how he got my name. He drove an hour and a half to see me. He came in. 
I got his history, and basically he had seen five orthopedic surgeons. He had seen probably seven physical therapists. I knew some of the people that he had seen. They were pretty good. He had had two surgeries, um, and basically he had lateral knee pain. They were calling it IT band. Um, he had done every – he was a great guy, very compliant. He was very depressed because he couldn't run four steps, and he'd get this lateral knee pain that would change his gait, so he couldn't run through it. And, I mean, honestly, after his subjective interview, I was like, shit. And I just said, you know what, you know, it, you know, I'm, I'm going to look at some lines of fascia because, you know, at that point we teach the fascial chains in the Graston courses, but I hadn't been to level two. But I just looked at the, the lines of fascia and I just started to do some basic NKT testing. And I found, I can't even remember, I only saw him once. Um, I saw him once, and I said, you know, there's somebody that lives near you, and it was Jamie, and, and I said, there's no reason for you to drive an hour and a half to see me because she's better than I am, and she's going to fix you. <laughs> but in, in our session, I spent a little over an hour with him. I found some basic relationships. I remember one of them being his lateral hamstring. I want to say it was maybe perineals, but it was just a basic NKT1 relationship. I had him running. He ended up staying at my mm. clinic that day, and I he actually ran longer than I wanted him to. But, I mean, he was practically in tears because it was mm. the first time that he had run more than four steps. He had no pain. He ended up seeing Jamie, I think, two, maybe three times more. And I got... A card from him about a month ago and it's it's the nicest card I've ever gotten in 32 years uh, and you know you talk about your passion if I have a bad day I have that card at my desk uh, and I read it because I say you know what we can help people maybe I didn't help as many people as I wanted today I tried as hard as I could um, and it was just that got me hooked on NKT that, that NKT gives me hope with people sometimes where I wouldn't necessarily know what to do. And I know that sounds crazy coming from somebody that's been doing it for 32 years, but uh, that kind of thing happens often, yeah. you know. So that was probably Definitely. my best NKT story. And it was a level one. A level one stuff. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's what I'm, you know. It's that's along the lines a little bit different, but one of the reasons I love teaching is when a student comes into the class and they're not quite sure what's going on. I don't know if they don't believe it or what, and then all of a sudden they feel it, yeah, and their their eyes like dilate, and it's like boom, the light bulb goes off, sure. and that moment. That's again the same thing. That's what keeps me going. I know that that exists, and like you said, some patients you don't do that well with, and other patients it's like a miracle. And sure, that 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 gets me motivated. So that was that was an awesome story, and and, and thank you for sure. uh, for sharing that with us. That that was that was brilliant. Um, so cool. We well we talked about a lot of stuff yeah. here. Um, any anything uh, you got? Are you teaching any seminars coming up? 
What am I teaching? I have a couple of uh, level ones, and I usually end up teaching about one course a month. Um, I'm actually going to take a little couple weeks, no courses. (laughs) Um, We're hosting a couple of courses at my clinic in Central Mass. Um, We actually have the DNS running course oh that's what i saw at yeah. Your place. Yeah, yep. yeah yeah have you taken any dns i have i have okay and, good and, and honestly I've, I've taken dns level one the a uh, and it uh. was a great course and i love claire frank um yeah. i gotta say that the original strength stuff uh, kind of reminds me of that but it's well, a what, little bit more user friendly. User friendly. Well, I took DNS Sport one. Okay. And that that's why I'm really interested in the original strength and see how yes. that goes. You yes. You know that it, it seems like there's definitely a lot of overlap because from what I understand about DNS is yeah they designed the sport class because uh, to give more exercises right. and stuff. Right. So yeah, they definitely seem along the similar lines. Yeah. So I'm very excited for that for that reason. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's right. I saw that the other day. Someone posted about the golf place, and I saw it was your right. place. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's so that's cool. going cool. to be cool. sometime in October. So if anybody's interested, we cool. have a we have a nice facility for mm. for uh you know offering courses. We actually um we're sponsoring a couple of PRI courses. Oh, that's always sounds interesting as well. Yep. Yep, so that's Definitely. kind of the, the, the Postural Restoration Institute. They're the folks that kind of got me hooked on the breath, the whole breath yes. concept. Yeah, they're very big into that. Yeah. Without a, a couple of I our therapists really like using that, and so we have a couple nice. of those courses coming up this year also. Nice, excellent. Well, let's check out my schedule. See if I yeah, can be great. My schedule's a little. My schedule's a little crazy this year. It's, oh, I know. It's. it's <laughs> I could make a living just uh, going to courses. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Well, uh, again, it was a, a pleasure uh, speaking with you tonight. Yeah. And, you know, just as hanging out with you uh, at the level two last summer was wonderful. Sure. And you are you're 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 a very nice person. I, I really well, enjoy hanging you. out with you. Thank you. I, and I, hopefully, we'll. Uh, get together again yeah. soon. Are you, going to be, are you going to be able to make it to the symposium in you September? Know, I don't know. September yeah. is usually, I really, I'd like to. I really, really would. That's usually the beginning of the school semester. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's the right. The administrators are like, yes. what, you know, four months off wasn't enough. You need to take right. time off <laughs> two weeks into but, the semester. Yeah. So we'll Good see. Point. It's it's on yeah. my it's on my list. I'd I'd like to, uh, but I I gotta kind of wait and yeah. see, and hopefully it sense. doesn't get sold out. But that sounds like it's gonna be uh, an epic event. Yeah. It sounds pretty amazing, and well, that was pretty. You had a pretty good experience out there for that level three that a couple I weeks did. ago. I, I, I was, did. I was going to try to make that myself, but you know things happen. Yeah, yeah, it was great. But wonderful. Well, again, uh, thank you sure. for uh, for joining me here on the twenty sixth episode of uh, Inside the Brain cool. of. I, I am flattered, and I was humbled when I got your request, and hopefully, uh, we talked about some fun things. Oh, uh, definitely a very insightful person. And, um, yeah, you know, with your experience, again, that's, you know, I knew your name. I was familiar, saw that you were, I knew that you were a Graston instructor. And, you know, when I saw you took NKT, it just, 
I, it, that blows me away too when someone of your stature oh. takes it and likes it and uh, it's yeah. just amazing so it was an honor I, as I mentioned in your intro when, when I found out you were going to be assisting I was a little nervous oh good god uh, no but uh, you were great you were great thanks, I was once, I, once we got there I was like okay she's pretty cool I can I can relax a little bit <laughs> yeah. oh yeah no pressure there I learned a lot from you that was that was oh. uh, an awesome weekend yep definitely <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was fun. So, well, again, thank you. I'm just going to uh, – I got a couple announcements okay. to just wind cool. up here. So thank you again for Great. joining. Um, yeah. A couple last things here. Uh, just a reminder of a couple classes that I'll be teaching. I'll be teaching level one in uh, March uh, in in uh, Denver with my good buddy Noah and Jamie Francis will be out there as well to assist us. So very exciting. I'll be down in Charlotte and Washington, D.C. with my good friend Carson in April. I'll be uh, out in Arizona with uh, Sky. Uh, in May and in June, we'll, I'm going to actually be staying local in South Jersey teaching a level one class and uh, heading back to Atlanta, which was a great time. Uh, I'll be seeing my good friend Sean Kitzman in Michigan in August. I'll be doing another level two in New Jersey uh, in um, August as well. Uh, I'm headed to Amsterdam in October. Very excited about that. Trying to uh, convince my wife to uh, to co- to come with me. That would be great. And I just uh, signed up for another one. I'm teaching a uh, Philadelphia area in November. So check out the uh, NKT website for further information. And as I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, we're having our first ever symposium for NKT um, students uh, in San Diego in September. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast tonight. And as always, uh, your feedback is greatly appreciated. Uh, Feel free to send me a message via Facebook, whether it's the Inside the Brain of page or my personal Facebook page. Or if you want to catch my email address, it's CairoRehab at Hotmail.com. I I greatly appreciate you listening to us tonight, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. So thank you. Until next time, good night.